Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Distracts Erica. I mean, Subtle Interference. There's so many flies in this house. <laughs> Sorry. You do know your dad listens to this podcast, right? Does he listen to this one? I think so. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just stating a fact. There's a ton of flies in here. <laughs> I would just like to say this is a wonderful home, and whoever may own it really made a great decision. And how nice of them to allow you to stay here. I really hope Alamo doesn't listen to this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> well, we'll know in like three weeks once the podcast is finally posted if you get a text message. Ooh. That's shots at himself, okay, not at me. I was going to say. That's, no, 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 that's no, a side that's swipe not, right there, man. That's, that's shots at himself because this thing gets edited within two days max every single time. He's not wrong. <laughs> okay. Seemed like it sounded like a sideswipe. That's no, it was it was definitely shot at himself. That, that is self-deprecation. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. He sideswiped himself, Erica. Wow. Wow. What a You're start. You're here, not in your own home. Correct. Because you sold the old one yes. and you're moving to a new one. In the process of selling, yes. I've seen the new one. It's fucking gigantic. I couldn't believe... You had a vault of gold coins. <laughs> I also can't believe that whatever I just said triggered that garbage can to open. Can we talk about how much I fucking hate that garbage can? Sure. It doesn't matter what you say. It's got to be like the cadence you say it. Uh-huh. And you'll just hear randomly hear that. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, creaky you'll too. You'll be in the other room and it'll open. You walk by it, it'll open. The baby has figured that out. And she's like, ooh, a thing I can play with. And it's just like... And she'll pull stuff out, and it's that's a fun time. Yeah, it's been fun. If it was, say, 3 in the morning, and it's dark in here, and I'm walking past, and all of a sudden... You hear that, that creak? That, that haunted house door open I'd noise. be like, fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... I, and, and Lord knows how much it costs, but it's, it's a simply human garbage can that has an automatic opener. That's an expensive voice ass, activated. That's an expensive ass garbage can. Yeah, I do. Like, we all like are looking to see if it's gonna open. I know. I'm more. I think I'm more scared of that garbage can than I am of Alexa. And Alexa's terrifying. Did Bezos so? get launched into space yet? Did that happen? I haven't been paying attention. Well, Branson didn't get launched into space, right? Didn't he not go? They like went up high, but didn't actually well, go into space or something. So Branson went to, it's like 80 miles up or something, um, or 80 kilometers. Um, a lot of people consider s- space to be at 100 kilometers. Okay. Now, who the fuck cares, really, I in mean, the end? Because, I mean, in the United States, according to U.S. definition, it's 80 kilometers. So he went above 80 kilometers. According to the U.S. definition, he was in space. But according to most of the rest of the world, he was not. Well, Here's the thing, though. Like, there's, there's starving people everywhere, and it's billionaires fighting to get into space. But if they go, maybe they won't come back. I'm 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 hoping for like, something catastrophic. Like go ruin the moon. <laughs> well, the go earth. Go ruin the moon. Yeah, well, the earth oh, is in is in ruins. I don't know what we yeah. said, but it opened. Moon. 
It's terrifying. <laughs> We're gonna have to keep count throughout this podcast. We'll just no matter what we're talking about, just, just you can completely the derail the conversation. Just break yeah. in. Just break in. We'll talk we'll be talking about like someone died and we'll have like a <laughs> solemn, solemn moment. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Sorry. Um I I think the the conversation about whether he was in space or not is relatively moot um you know bezos is gonna claim he wasn't because bezos wants to say he was but who hey who cares the For, two of them care and that's, that's it who cares yeah well but who outside the of them should bezos care? i need one thing from you and one thing only death i need that oh two things then i need that season two is what erica needs i you're, don't give a fuck you're about getting season else. two i know they i am. proved it but just Greenlight. get that money keep yeah. that money flowing I, so it i can don't be think solid. you have and he, he's not CEO anymore. Is he not? No. No. Didn't realize. Down. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I'm sure it's like when Bill Gates stepped down from Microsoft. I'm sure well, he has no say. Bill Gates remained a chairman of the board. I don't know if. Um, Why did he, when did he step away? This is how, shows how much I like a few days ago. Like, he announced oh, okay, it last it year, recent. but he, okay. he but he did just actually make it happen. I mean, here's the thing. Here's why it really doesn't matter. Is because um, there's been plenty of people who have gone to space, um, and but were they rich fucks? Oh well, I mean that's true. This is well, the not, rich fucks. It, yeah, well, this there is was a, the, this is a private enterprise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a dick measuring contest. Yeah, I there. I think there are things that are interesting about um, about Virgin Galactic and about Blue Origin and private enterprise getting into space i think there is there is room for space tourism however um if it's ever affordable it won't be for hundreds of years um and so it will just be the purview of the ultra wealthy people who don't pay nearly as much as as much in taxes and so it it really doesn't i'm let me let what's nasa do what are we doing to colonize the moon what are we doing to colonize mars that's the stuff i'm interested in but Oh, you know what I just realized? What's that? That's why The Expanse is only getting one more season, because Bezos stepped down, and that's his favorite show. Oh, that's why. Because they were like, oh, just one more then. Oh, did they announce it's the last season? I believe so. I thought they. I thought there was a little ambiguity about I it. I get all my news about that show from you, so. I, I think it... I think it. the situation was they said something that made it sound like it was the last season, and that's what everyone read it as, but then they said, well, maybe not. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. The the streaming sir I know we've talked about this before, but the shows or movies on streaming services is so hard to get a read for like what they consider successful, right? Because it's all these metrics and you don't know what they're trying to do. Are they trying to drive viewership? Are they trying to trying to drive growth? Are they trying to sell ads? What are they doing? Is it everything? What combination of it do they care about? Well, especially Whereas with Amazon for, Prime, just because they have... Amazon has all the money in the fucking universe, so it's like... Yeah, could, is it this is all just gravy? Like, just something that... Keeps we, people on Prime. Right, right. 
Well, the, yeah. but, but it's different. I was just going to say that it's different from TV because on TV, it's pretty straightforward. Right. Yep. You're trying to drive viewership it's to raise your ad revenue. rates right. to sell ads. It's right. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, and what's what's so interesting about that versus TV is it you know TV numbers are largely based on Nielsen media data and being able to say you know so Nielsen is a market research company and they um, they survey people and like they'll send you a letter in the mail and ask you to like fill out a journal of what you've watched um, now with once we got into like the the mid 2000s and the 2010s the data got a little more refined because of the the DVR boxes that um your cable providers were putting you could collect more data on what you're watching so it got a little better but even still that's data that's going to your cable box to your cable provider not necessarily to um to the networks the networks have to know well but here's the thing they might they may it depends on where they're getting their data from the you know if if the network is just sending data to comcast you know and saying broadcast this they comcast is not necessarily selling or giving them that hard data back comcast is going to be using that to negotiate rates but how much how much of that data they give them is probably muddled. They're, they're, Comcast is only going to give them as much information as they need to to be able to negotiate them up, mm. right? They 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 would never want to give them information that would help them bring their rates down, their transmission rates. So largely, these networks are based on Nielsen Media data, which they subscribe to, and and that's how they do it. And so, but with the streaming platforms, they are they are the content creators and the distributor. And it's very easy to measure th- that kind of traffic. So they have extremely fine and complete numbers on how many people are watching what. But v- compare, but... The weird thing is there's no visibility into that compared to TV, which the numbers are a little more vague. But people generally have a very good idea, understand the viewership because it's made public. It's a, it's the complete opposite. And it's so it's fascinating from a from a data perspective. Well, because it's like, how do you like with if a movie does really well, say. Okay, movie made X amount back its first weekend. We're definitely we, sequel happening. How how do they decide that at like Netflix? Like the old guard is getting a sequel. How did they decide that that was going to happen? It depends on what their metrics are. That's right. what I'm saying. Now, did they care how many people watched Old Guard, or did they care how many people signed up for Netflix new? And then went and immediately watched Old Guard, so clearly that's what they signed up for. The assumption you can make is that, right, they wanted, they got Netflix because they wanted to watch that movie. And then I would think that they would track, okay, how long did that person stay subscribed for after they watched the movie? Yeah. So, 
and do they only watch like uh, other movies? Are they watching the TV shows too? It'd be very interesting to know. <laughs> and they're never gonna tell you like exactly yeah. wh- how they they. It it's it's one of those. It's one of those dilemmas with the tech industry in general. You know, a lot, if you think about it, when it comes to movies uh, in theaters and on TV, like a lot of the reason those numbers are so public is because in order to get that information, you've had to have cross, you've had to have like industries pop up around it. So, you know, it's not like Warner Brothers is not the one who's doing the market research themselves to collect the numbers. Like it's all these big agreements, but you get these tech companies that suck everything under their hat and they can keep it so much more private. And it's a detriment to the consumer. Speaking of tech companies, I enjoyed the other day when Biden said something along the lines of, uh, Facebook is killing people because of the amount of COVID misinformation on their platform. And he's not wrong. And he's not wrong, but it also is funny. I kind of feel like, you know, like I always say, it's like, I feel like I was 10 years ahead of the curve on this one, like (laughs) Facebook and Twitter being cesspools of trash. And for some reason now, everyone's figured this out, but it's way too late. It is. It's, it's entrenched now. I have not signed into my Facebook for probably four or five years at this point. I really need to just go in and just get rid of it. And every day I am culling like the people I follow on Twitter, just down to like the fan artists and stuff, because I'm just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Because every, literally everything is fighting. We're fighting about everything. We all have terrible takes. I don't care. I really, I don't care what you think about X movie. Oh, this thing that everybody likes, it's bad, actually. You know what, motherfucker? I don't care. Just let people enjoy what they enjoy. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Why do you care? Why do you care? What does it matter? And all you're doing is hoping that you're going to get a whole bunch of people engaged in this, like, fucking like, thread that you have. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. No one gives a shit. Fuck you. I don't know if we've really discussed Tired this old Erica. <laughs> specifically, but I have noticed every time I see Star Wars discussions start oh, up, I mean, there's talk a lot about of just like I something that I could like give less of a shit about anymore. And part of it is because of the fandom. It's just you people are the most toxic fucking monsters. And it's like. I just don't want to engage with it. Well, I just, I feel there's this thought process around Star Wars that the original trilogy, they were these perfect masterpieces of high cinema, you know? And while I agree that the original trilogy is better than the prequel trilogy, and it's certainly better than the um, the newest trilogy... What would you call that? Sequel trilogy? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, sequel trilogy. It just sounds weird. It does sound odd. Roll off the tongue. But that's all that it's everything has to be like a franchise or a trilogy or a sequel. So we're just combining Um, things. But I do feel like among like the really like hardcore fans, they want to act like Star Wars was some unbelievable achievement in cinema. And a lot of the technology-related things they did say, were... The, the, the miniature work and the effects work in those those early movies 
absolutely yes, abs- were. Yes, those were achievements. But Star Wars is not high cinema. Yeah, they I'm were just... three movies that did really well in the box office. Yeah, that then, uh, you know, twenty years later, when the folks who saw those movies in the theaters for their first time started having children, Lucas was like, "Hey, but let's make some more movies. Maybe we can make well, some more money off of this shit." And so, I guess the point I'm kind of trying. And then Disney bought it. <laughs> and the the point I guess I'm trying to trying to make is people keep comparing the latest six movies to that original trilogy and one you know anything you see when you're young imprints on you stronger than stuff when you're an adult anyway definitely so there's that but then they also want to act like those movies were like a level of cinema that can't be reached again and well, I think, you know, I have certainly talked about it on this podcast or on after the movie or whatever, that the newest movies are nothing special. And in fact, some of them are outright bad. But I mean, let's not, not act like the original Star Wars movies were like this unreachable pinnacle of the theater. You know, no, but like, the problem is, is it's the marketing behind it. And it's like, see, everybody loves this. You love this, too. You're part of a family, and everybody loves this. You're part of this fandom, and it's just great, and we all love this thing. Let's be brought together by our love of thing. Isn't it great? Ooh, person said something bad about thing. Or thing, or this actor was in thing, and you don't like that actor. They happen to be a person of color. Fuck that person. We got Mm. shit all over that person now. How dare they be in thing? It's just a big group think, and it's just you're, you're, you're... so many of these people have have made it their personality. I am Star Wars fan, and that is what I am. If you attack Star Wars, you're personally attacking me. Well, and even if you don't think you are, you're influenced by reading what other people think about something. Oh, definitely. Especially if you read it from a lot of different places. You know, like I remember there was some video game I played recently... I can't remember what it was, but it was way overhyped for what it was. Like, I remember it being like a good game. You know, like it was like a 7 out of 10. It was a good game. I wasn't upset that I played it, but people had hyped it up to a level, including people I talk to regularly. People had hyped it up to a level of being like a 9 or a 10. So when I played it and it was just okay, you're almost like let down, you know? Oh, you for sure. And so then you have to start thinking like, well, this is like a 5 out of 10, but no, wait, it's not really a 5. That's my expectations. It's really more like a 7, you know? It's always hard, especially when it's people who have kind of a similar... Uh, what, taste as you. Similar taste, so you think that, oh, well, they're definitely going to feel like the way that I feel about this movie, and then if they don't, it's kind of like, oh. It, it's kind of weird. You're almost like, oh, well, now I have to like rethink everything I think about like how you consume media so speaking of Amazon this made me think of Twitch and mm. Bob I, and I think Erica watched this season as well I'm pretty I'm assuming you did do you remember on the latest season of Champs versus Stars like the last one they did they did I think it was part of the final they had like Emily and CT and that one woman who was an MMA fighter. I can't remember her name. And they were like rolling around in like a pool of soap. 
fighting over a ball or something like that that they had to go score with. I don't know that I've seen Chance versus Stars. Oh, really? You watched like one season. Some of, it? of the you I guys thought... should something to watch. These are some good seasons. Okay. The I feel first like we one, watched the a season. first one, CM Punk was on. It wasn't bad. That, one. that was bad. Okay. The other ones were good. Okay. Now, yeah, do you I feel think... that CM Punk drug the season down, or is it just he happened to be? I don't a think bad he was season? barely even there. Okay. I think he got booted off pretty fast. Well, the thing about CM Punk is, let's be frank, great pro wrestler, not exactly athletic. Not a pinnacle of uh, so, uh, physical perfection. Some right? of these people who are on the challenge, you're coming in and you're playing their carnival games, right. and they're better athletes than right, you, right, right. you're in trouble. Maybe. I think he would have been fun in the house for a long time, though. That's a shame. <laughs> He's a, he's a dick. He would have been yeah, good to just oh, be would've. like... Oh, yeah. In, in an actual challenge house where he had to sit there and interact with people all the time, he would have been driven insane. He probably would have killed somebody. Great television. It is great television. <laughs> I would have liked to see it. You Could know, he stab Fessy? Yes. If he has a sword and he stabs Fessy, and who's the girl who broke her leg? Casey. If he stabs them both in one blow before security gets to him, I would go testify on his behalf. Uh, do you want Josh on that to... skewer as well or no? Uh, Josh, I can tolerate. The other two well, are just boring. I, the reason I can tolerate Josh is because watching his smugness blow up is... Tasty. He's enjoyable to watch fail. It's fun to root against him. I will say yes. that. I do no, enjoy rooting against Josh. No one's as fun to root against as Cara Maria, though. I don't know that she's ever coming back, though. I think she will. You think so? It's too much easy money. You're going to get that itch and come back. I noticed, I don't think Johnny's on this latest season again. I saw something online somewhere, so take it with a grain of salt. Like This is a couple months ago. I think it, he said that's not... It's not really his priority anymore. He's got some other stuff going on. Well, if you, yeah, if he has other gigs going that don't involve destroying his body and suffering for months, I would probably say I, enjoy. I think, you know, from an interview or two I've seen from him, I think it's just not fun for him anymore. Well, they've made it not fun. Yeah, and, he, you know, he, he talks a lot about how, you know, it, it you know, back you know, in the earlier seasons and think back to like the Kenny West and Evans or the Kenny Evan and uh, Johnny uh, Alliance, you know, they had a lot more fun and now people are taking it a little, like it's just a little too much. And there's a lot of people on the show who really can't compete. Like there's just too many people who have no shot of really winning and it kind of fucks with the dynamics yeah, I think that's part of it. I think from Johnny's perspective, too, if you were getting him to be honest for a few minutes, you know, which would be a major struggle. <laughs> but, you you know, you're talking about like, oh, Kenny and Evan and Derek and guys like that. I mean, these were all his friends. And this was also like the alliance that always like stuck together. Right. Right. So not only I think the problem for Johnny is, is they were always taking it super seriously and they were out to win every single season yeah but maybe a lot of other people weren't and so they had control yeah and people weren't going as hard as them and now everyone's going as hard as him 
and he doesn't have the alliance to bat, to protect him. Well, and people figured out that you numbers know, matter. Numbers matter, and um, you know, Johnny is not. Johnny actually has a pretty weak elimination record. So if you can get him into elimination, you have a chance. You have a chance. It's that. It's not like trying to throw CT in an elimination. Um, you know, you, CT when he's in shape and he's trying. Yes. True. But, you know, there are certain people who you, you just do not want them to come back, who have really good odds of coming back, and Johnny's not one of them. I also felt like maybe, I don't know if this is in his mind as well, but he did win that last season he was on. And so I think maybe he felt like if I come back right away, I'm going to be targeted super hard again. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I stay away for two, three, four seasons Let and then come back, people might forget that I won the last time I was here and maybe I can coast for just a little bit because right. they're still going to be gunning for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Ashley. You know, Ashley won what, twice? Yeah. And, I mean, she took the money, so if there's ever that possibility of that... Like, fuck her. It seems like people are still always working with Ashley, though, which blows my mind. To me, it would be like, stay away. <laughs> I know you're going to fuck me the right. moment you can. Right. I'll pass on this alliance. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You have fun over there. Well, that's the weird thing about the challenge is your word used to be your currency. Mm-hmm. And now, for some reason, I guess everyone's breaking their words so much yeah. that it doesn't even matter anymore right and well, it used that was to be like a with big... Corey and fessy too like yeah fessy fuck Corey's like main alliance over like multiple times and you're still gonna work with the guy yeah it just seems like they've all accepted it that that's just the way it's gonna be but that's so in, it, it's it makes it a harder watch then because it is just like I, I don't know we've talked about how the last couple seasons have just been like fine but yeah. it, it there has to be I don't know, like some level of 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 trust between, you know, certain players and I don't know. I'll so just, I, mm. yeah, I didn't really read that much about it, but I just, I saw that the new season starts in like the early August, I believe. Oh, and okay. So yeah. It looks like up. maybe it might be teams. It might be two teams going against each other. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know the details, but yeah, I mean, there's not... You know, like CT is there, I believe. Yeah, CT's there, but I don't think Wes is. No. Um, That's a lot of new people. It's a lot of new people, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. You you just got to hope they did it, you know, a better job I of casting. I hope they did a better job casting than they have yeah. been, yeah, because it's been Because they do need brutal. new people. You do. You definitely do. And they need to do their own casting, though. They need to go out. They need to go around the country like they used to, and they need to cast, like, 20 new people that they went and found rather than people who are coming from Big Brother or they're coming from Sex on the Beach or The the Bachelor. I I don't know anything about Big Brother. I have not watched a second of it, so I don't even know what the fuck, like, what's the point of Big Brother? They sit in the house and they argue. But aren't like, there's like, there's competitions, but yeah, yeah, there's competitions, but it's not like the challenge. They're like much. Have never had any desire to watch it. No, it's just not interest. something that, yeah. So it's there's like one reality show I can tolerate. One, I can't tolerate any others. I had some tolerance for the Real World, 
only because it was a feeder system for the challenge. Right. I I have no tolerance for any other shows. I can't do it. No, same. People think the challenge is like fake and it's produced. But when you watch some of these shows, they're so fake, it's hard to swallow. Well, that's... Well, that's, I think people have a, a hard time realizing this. Every, like, every HGTV show that you watch, that's produced to shit, too. Yeah. Like, none of this, none of what you're watching is, like, reality at all. It's, no. it's, because there, that brings with itself a certain level of unpredictability. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that if we're trying to monetize something. Well, it's hard to know if you aren't producing the show and you're just like, here's a camera go for three months you don't know how many episodes you're gonna get right you don't know how many injuries you're gonna have you know you get a lot of problems that could start to pop up right and it's like it's like look at you want to talk about hdtv look at a show like house hunters you know what it came out a long time ago right that people had already bought a home before they go on that show and then they go around and they look at like three four houses and they pretend they're picking one right right well you know, it would kind of be a shitty show if half the time at the end of House Hunters, they just don't like any of the houses and they don't pick one. Exactly. So you need an the, arc to the, the the narrative. However, Threadbare needs an arc and you need yeah. a conclusion to it. So thus why they're producing right. uh, essentially what is a fake performance. And I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that inherently. And those shows are entertaining. Like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I fell off. I don't watch them anymore. But here and there. If I just had the TV on in the background, I'd have House Hunters or Love It or Listed. Or, I um, adore Love It or Listed. Property Brothers. I've been watching I a would... lot of it while we've been here because we don't have proper cable. So I've just been like, uh, and Love we're It or Listed. A house. So right. <laughs> now you're in so it. So it's just HGTV. I had to, to turn my back on my Dark Mistress, the Food Network, and I've been watching HGTV. Now, is Love It or List It still the original two people, the yes. man and the woman? Yes, because I remember they did a spinoff yeah, with that. different people. No interest. And it wasn't the same. No. Because Those two have the personality. They have such a great like repartee. Yeah, yeah. That it's like, I am not interested in seeing anybody else do this show. Well, and it is kind of a fun little gimmick of, I'm trying to improve this home so they'll stay. And you're trying to go make them move and buy a home. So you're trying to like, I know the whole thing's fake, but the idea that they're trying to submarine each other. Exactly. It's great. Well, and what I, what I love about the concept of the show. Cause this, that one you will actually sit and watch. Yeah. That, that one's kind of funny because the, the conceit of it is just so stupid. It's, it's like, okay, like you're not even really trying to, because what I love about it is if you if you assume the show was not produced and that it was actually going like what what they're trying to sell you she never loses even if she loses she still gets paid right yeah no matter <laughs> right. what right exactly no so. matter what she's done the work she's being compensated right exactly hey, this poor fuck he just <laughs> <laughs> He's just taking these these couples to to houses and getting barked at about how they're not what we asked you to show us. That's true. I never really thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) But they just have a great back and forth. They they are very aware they're on a television program. It it comes back to something we talk about all the time when we talk about movies. 
if you're entertaining enough, oh, I don't care. Right. You can look by it. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, we've had, like you said, we've had HGTV on every waking minute since we've been here. It hasn't. We've been watching Gravity Falls as well. Yes, we have. But if we haven't been watching Gravity Falls, it's been HGTV. And so many of these shows are just insufferable. I can't. There's just too. How can there possibly be this many house shows? It's insane. Well, because they found that you can make it's it's such a low cost thing to to make. You're literally just sending a camera and sound crew out. Let's film what these people are doing, and then we'll edit yeah, it. It's very easy. Yeah. Now, obviously, something like Property Brothers or Love It or List It. There's a lot more actual work Correct. involved with that. Yes. But something like like House Hunters, you need a camera. Right. That's basically it. And I think they're, oh, and the realtor essentially is acting as the host, but that's it. Well, there's Suzanne Huang is the host of House Hunters. At least she used to be back in the day. But the, She does the voiceover. Okay, Unless yeah. it's changed. I haven't watched it and I couldn't right, right, tell right. you Right, right, right. But in terms long. of like the realtor is almost kind of the host because right. they're the ones showing them around the house and right. everything. And yeah, for something like House Hunters, you know, if they're looking at homes and bumblefuck middle America I don't give a shit like that's a boring oh, episode no, no to one me. wants to watch that but, I want to see like the rich fuck houses well that or I found the episodes interesting where they'd be in Italy or they're in oh, House Hunters International Poland or something like that yeah like to me that's interesting just because here's a bunch of homes or apartments that I would never see or right. be exposed to otherwise you know and you really do see like how it is different to live in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, how much, you know, in theory, assuming they're not fudging the numbers too much, how much money gets you, how much home, you know, like that's always the funny thing about um, like property brothers is I think that's all filmed in Canada. So a lot it's of around t- like Toronto. I want to say a lot of those are filmed around Toronto and it is expensive as shit. That, that's the thing. Like they're in Vancouver too. And they're throwing out numbers that they never really tell you is actually Canadian dollars. Right. right. And so they're throwing out some crazy ass numbers and you're like, holy shit. Fuck. How can anyone afford to live here? <laughs> yeah. Well we were laughing about it. My brother was over here when we were we were watching uh HGTV the other day and we were laughing because on uh on those shows it's always like Oh, Kendall and uh, and Jaden are uh, you know a new a new uh, newlywed couple. They've saved five million dollars. She collects butterfly wings, and he's like a, a game tester or something. This is their budget of like forty million dollars. You're like, fuck these people. Like, like, I'm against them. Fuck them. I hope they don't find what they want. No, you're like, is this what life in Canada is like? I have to move. This idyllic, like, paradise? Can we cut Canada off from America? Like, can we slice it (laughs) off and put water between us and I'll go there, please? No, they don't like native children much in Canada. Mm. Womp womp. Bringing it down. (laughs) Oh, but anyways, so I brought up the whole thing. I started this challenge talk. I know. I have to go. It's I three. Know. That's, is that three? It's three. Okay. <laughs> I started the challenge talk talking about how, like, it's so annoying. <laughs> I'm actually surprised we're only at three. I, I have to tell you, if I lived here, I'd be hearing that in my nightmares. <laughs> like, do you not? I have had <clears throat> moments where I'm like, 
I'm going to rip this fucking cord out of the wall and this thing's going to live in the garage until we leave. But they really don't have another option for garbage in here. So don't you have like a bag? I'm not just going to put a, put the baby. I'm not just going to put a bag over there. That's, that's not going to work. That's fair. Um, we like bags and well, the things that are in bags. I brought this all up because I thought it was funny. I was on like uh, Reddit the other day looking at Twitch clips mm. and someone had taken like a 45 second clip from the um, beaches, pool and hot tub section. But it wasn't just your normal girl in bikini panders to the audience or whatever. It was like 10 girls in this giant inflatable thing <laughs> with soap and water in there playing soccer. And obviously in their bikinis, falling all over the place, 40 trying to score watching. on each other. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know how many people were watching, but I saw this clip and I was just like, this is what should be headlining this section because this is way more entertaining than anything I've ever seen in here. <laughs> oh my god! No oh, Twitch. Oh, Twitch. Hey, if it makes money, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, hey, I have a discussion. Sure. Yeah, it's about difficulty in video games. Do mm. you think there should be? more difficulty options in the game like the easy example would be dark souls you i was gonna start a timer to see how long it would take to get to for somebody to mention dark souls in this conversation i didn't even get the app up in time well i mean i think when you're talking difficulty in video games those are so fucking brutally hard that it's like but they're not unfairly so and we've talked about this generally right it's like whenever I would die in those games, and it was a lot. Like when I first played Bloodborne, I was literally like, "I'm going to break this control. I need to walk away. I need to walk away, and I need to take a breath because shit's gonna get real, and I don't want to break our expensive equipment." But once I figured it out, it was like, "Oh, okay, all right. Let me get the cadence. I can do this." Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying there should be? Well, I'm, no, I'm I'm more. Or suggesting th- right, the topic right. do you think that's for do you think a game like a bloodborne or a dark souls or really any game in general any game should always have extensive difficulty options or should the developer make the game they want to make set the difficulty they want to set and that's the game and if you're not capable of playing that game don't play it what pops to mind is accessibility well and so yeah that is the first thing that comes into your mind and there are certain things that should always be there right like you should always have subtitles correct you should always have colorblind options um i can't really think of anything else off the top of my head that would be like pure accessibility uh but you know maybe like text to speech or something like that if you're playing a game and you're nearly blind i guess but uh i don't know i'm i'm just trying to think of good options but it's it is sort of like a different thing but it is also accessibility kind of entwined in that though i would say um does i don't even remember it's been a while since i've played them did dark souls and bloodborne have difficulty levels no it's just you're going that's it that's the game i mean 
part of me is like these the the developers or the artists go and do your thing mm-hmm. you know um I mean, difficulty, I don't get, like, offended at difficulty levels, like, like some people do. And I know, like, I've heard people get really, like, pissed off when you suggest that there should be an easy mode yeah. in, like, a Bloodborne. It's just, oh, play it more. And it's like, well, not everybody has, you know, large swaths, swaths of time with which to get good at a video game. So from that perspective, maybe, but... I don't see any, like, major problem with it. I mean, whatever, you know? Like, and fewer enemies, maybe. Like, don't... I, I know it's it's more on the... Maybe more work for the developers to do, but... I, I mean, if... If I could compare it at, outside of the gaming world, you know, there's... There is a certain joy, though, to being able to say yes... I beat a difficult game. Oh, I did a difficult thing. Sure. And I did sure. a difficult thing and and there's you can't say well you played it on easy or something like that. Um but and, I, and it, because if you think about like think about um think about like if you climb a mountain, right? Um I talk about timers and how long it took to get to something. Yeah, right. Um I you, was I was wondering if he was going to tie it in. With running, or oh, as soon as he was like, "If I may compare it to something outside the gaming yeah. realm," I was like, "Here we go." That train is th- never late. I thought about, I thought about going to marathon. And but Nia Jax fucking sucks at pro wrestling, all right. <laughs> but you know, you think about it, like when when you're talking about endeavors like that, like there isn't an easy mode. You know, uh, you you have to climb the mountain, or you have to well, run the marathon. There, admittedly, there are things you can. The, yes, could you get a helicopter to drop you at the top of some mountain? <laughs> could, you, could you have sure. like a pathfinder could you drag cheat? your ass up the mountain? <laughs> yeah, but hire you a bunch could, of Sherpas to haul your but, fat ass up Mount Everest. But yeah. you could also mod Dark Souls to get rid of the enemies and blow through the story. You know, you can always. There is always a way to get the easy. But if you want to be able to sit there and say, "I did thing." And you can say that without people being like, oh, well, you played on easy or you did this or you did that. You know, there's a certain something to that. But, I mean, if you have, let's say, okay, it still has like that legendary difficulty. It could still be like, oh, I beat it on legendary. I don't think you need to give people shit for playing through something on the easiest mode. I I don't. I don't know I mean, that there's... If they're, if I they're friends of yours and you just give them shit anyway. Right. Like, if I were to play through, like, a Resident Evil game on easy, I think you would give me endless shit for that. No. No? Because sometimes I feel like you just want to see the story. I mean, a lot of times these days, it's... it's And I, I did play through it on... I don't know if I did the medium or the hardest, but I got to that fucking chainsaw fight with that... The... Uh, I can't remember his name. It's a Resident Evil 7. And it's I know what you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about, the right? Father, yeah. That took me so goddamn long, and I was so fucking angry. I'm like, I'm just going to restart this from the beginning on easy, because this is just embarrassing at this point. I mean, but uh, to, to, no one gives a shit, right? Like, oh, no. Who cares? But and if you it, do give a point. shit, you need to like examine your like, life. And if, if you're, if there's if you're some... bothered by somebody playing through something on easy mode... Right. 
but the, some the point people is, absolutely care. No, I know that they do. But my question is, why? What do you? What is it? Or they're doing it you? just to, to because they want people they get upvoted in, on Reddit or something. But for ninety nine percent of it is just people like are in their own heads about it, and like they want they want to be able to say, "I completed thing." Um, and if they do it on easy, they feel like, like they're self-critical of themselves. But in my mind, when it comes to, you know, like if it comes, when it comes to video games, um, I look at it this way as a developer, you have the right to put out whatever you want. Like it is, it is an entertainment leisure property no one is entitled to jack shit do what you want follow what your vision for the game is that said you are going to open your product up to a much larger audience if you if you have difficulty levels in it well and i i feel that yeah i feel the same way about it as i do with like you know you want to design all your women in the game to have perfect bodies with huge asses and big boobs. It's like, make the game you want to make, and if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. Right. You know? Right. And if part of the reason it doesn't sell is that you didn't make the game accessible enough for a general audience, then that's the hill you chose to die oh, on. Oh, the market dictates it, right? I mean, if you're expecting it to be, you know, a huge seller and it doesn't because you made it too difficult and you're... And I know people who were like, oh, well, I'd never buy that because it's too hard. But yeah. there, there is an appeal to that, though. You know, there is an appeal to that game. Well, think about it. Here's another example. Um, there are still three resorts... Um, left that bans snowboarders mm -hmm. and there's a huge appeal to skiers to go to those three resorts so you know you can't have every game or even like half game like it's got to be a very narrow market of games that can get away with this but there is an appeal to having oh this is the game and people will try to play and beat it just to say they did so, I mean, I, I do feel like my my problem with Dark Souls and Bloodborne has nothing to do with difficulty level. I just don't like the aesthetic of it very much. How dare you? Um, Don't like the aesthetic of Bloodborne? No. Uh, yeah, Grounds I, for divorce. Yeah. You're about to get out of your home. This is your time to get out, Erica. How do you... It just doesn't I'm offended as like an art person like that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll bring them. I'll bring this up. I'm actually not done with the difficulty conversation, but we can come back to it. But very quickly, uh, you know, last time on this podcast, I mentioned that iRacing looks like a PS2 game. Yeah. Which it does. It is what it is. <laughs> Well, the loyal listener got very offended. <laughs> and he was like, come on, man. It at least looks like a PS3 game. But, and this is from the master of exaggeration. But who cares? You're enjoying it. What does and it that's, matter? That's what I said. I said, <laughs> I think the game graphically looks like shit that has nothing to do with your opinion of the game. Well, what is that? It shouldn't affect his enjoyment of it. Who gives a shit? 
So I mean, he actively his, stuff that you like. He actively like doesn't watch, so he really doesn't give a shit about your opinion. Yeah. So what does it matter? And also, his comeback to this was, "Well, you like Streets of Rage Four, and that game looks like shit." And first of all, I know you probably haven't seen Streets of Rage Four. That game has a great art style and looks spectacular. So. And it's also not like this is the point I was making to him was if you're comparing, you have to compare within a genre, right? So I said, well, iRacing, I'm comparing it to Gran Turismo and Forza and compared to Forza and compared to those (laughs) games. Come on. This is like that rad, like throwback style. Yeah. It looks awesome. And it looks even better in motion. The game looks great. Get the fuck out of here. So this is the point is. You know, those games look spectacular. I mean, like, you saw the freaking video for Forza Horizon 5, Bob. That game looks amazing. So, yeah, I'm comparing a racing game to another racing game. Yes. And guess what? Even if I'm comparing a beat-em-up to a racing game, the beat-em-up still looks better than iRacing. There's freaking, like, trees in the background. They look like they were made out of 100 polygons. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but like, who cares if it's fun and you're enjoying it? If you it like it, it doesn't and matter. And the gameplay is good. Doesn't matter. I don't give a shit what it looks like. Yeah. I'll still go back and play. Well, I think anything off of like, you know, it looks uh, on the Super Nintendo, like Super Mario World. I still think that looks amazing. Yeah. I still, because it's just, it's, it's stylized. Timeless. It's timeless. It's always going to look good when you got something that. I, I think of the early stuff on the uh, N64 that's very like ugly looking but it's still like you still enjoy playing mario 64 Mm -hmm. it looks like shit now like legend of zelda uh uh uh, ocarina of time looks like shit but it's still has appeal that that's where games like that really benefit from emulation because just raising their resolution helps a lot Mm -hmm. you know because if you simply just go from a blurry image to a sharp image that helps that's a big deal oh for sure and that's like i know you want to say something but that's like this mass effect collection yeah you know mass effect 2 i'm into it now looks identical to what mass effect 2 looked like before but they dramatically raised the resolution and they doubled the frame rate of like the uh, because there were i remember there being a lot of pop-in of like um textures and stuff in no there's games. none of that nice. yeah so but the game i mean from a visual standpoint from like an you know just the textures the textures are the same as far mm-hmm. as i'm aware maybe they raise their quality a little bit but they pretty much look the same to me but but just by taking the resolution you know like that game was on the 360 so it was probably running at like 720p or something like that so you go from 720p to 4k that's going to sharpen up the image right. dramatically. It's going to look better. But I would also say, though, I'll still go back and play, like... I'm not going to be, oh, the original Mass Effect looks like shit. I'm just not going to play it anymore. Like, nah, get out of here. I don't care about that. How many times have I gone back and played Final Fantasy VII with those shitty graphics? Like, I don't care. Whatever. Erica, it's still fun. When you settle into the new home... Yes, dear. you got to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know, I do. What are you doing? I don't know. Wasting this is your life. game. I know. I well, know. We, we will need a PlayStation 5 to do that. Clearly. Uh, you could borrow it. <laughs> so, Erica. I've been told. I, I, was, I was made aware. I 
it was funny. I don't know if you've been made aware of the whole thing. I'm Not talking the whole thing. I was just told that you're okay. You well, let, you know what? Money. Let me go back to the difficulty thing first because this is all I was gonna say. Sure. Was I feel both ways about it, which is I don't care if you want to include 15 difficulty options, if you want to include cheat codes for people. To me, like cheat codes at this point are really an accessibility thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to include a god mode or whatever. That's kind of like an accessibility thing to me. Well, and like, um, uh, I would appreciate like a god mode in a Bloodborne because I would like to run around and just look at like the cool stuff without like feeling like somebody's coming up and going to like waste my ass, you know? Yeah. Because um, I appreciate the aesthetic of the Soulsborne games. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's back up a sec. It's not that I think it's like poorly done or trying to save the marriage or like <laughs> they should feel ashamed of the no it's just it, it does it's not something i want to look at for however long it's going to take to play that game it's just it's a lot of grays and i don't i just not for me hmm. i think he dug himself deeper i think so too yeah that's fine all right let's move on moving on <laughs> anyway <laughs> So I'm kind of both sides in it on this one because I feel like on one hand, I don't care if you include all the difficulty slash accessibility options in the world, cheat codes that are built into the settings, whatever you want to do. On the other hand, if you want to make a game that has none of that, if you just want to say this is the difficulty, we've not, we're not including anything to make the game easier in any way. Mm-hmm. You can make your game that way too. So I guess I'm both sides in it. Yeah, I feel like I'm, do what you want to do. I'm kind of there too. You know, but I'm not upset about more options. No, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna play what I'm gonna play, and you play what you want to play, and, and I don't, I don't care. And I'll say, you know, I've been doing this playthrough of all the Yakuza games, and you know, on Yakuza Zero and One for sure, and maybe two, I played on normal difficulty on all those games. I didn't have any issue at all. But I think it started on, it was either started on two or three. I just switched to, I started the game on easy and I've been playing on easy ever since. Not because these games are necessarily hard, Mm -hmm. just because when you're getting into so many fights because people just run up to you on the streets and want to get their ass kicked, you know, (laughs) when you're getting into so many fights on the streets in particular, if you can win every fight, like one or two punches per enemy faster it just like cuts time off the game right. when, you know, the game is already, that's five? It's five. When the game is already. I think it spit out a fly too. Did you see that? <laughs> I did not. It was terrifying. <laughs> it knows. There's a bat in there too. When the game is already like 60 hours long, you know, if you can cut five hours off of it, yeah, that matters. It. Oh yeah, for sure. So, and, and like I said, it's not like the game was hard to begin with and I never played any of them on the actual hard difficulty. Maybe it is hard on the hard difficulty, you know, but on normal, the game's not hard. It's just about, you know, it's like, hey, I'm trying to get through uh, eight fucking games here. Right, right. So, so let's expedite the process. If, if I can, can take a little bit of time off when it's like the combat in zero through six are all basically the same. Like, yeah, there might be a little differences here and there, but they're basically the same. So I'm just more, I want to see the story. Right. I, well, and I think that raises a, an interesting question of, you know, how long can you spend playing a really difficult game before you've had too much. 
you know, wh- what is the tolerance for it? I think it varies. Just, I think it just depends on how much you're enjoying the game in general. And I think yeah. if you're, if you feel like, like you have gotten a certain mastery of stuff, I think it, 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 does it start feeling cheap the way I'm dying? That's when I start to get pissed off. Sure. But if it's just, I'm just not good at this and I'm getting wasted because of that. Okay. Let me, let me try and like, remember how to play this shit. Cause I did go back and try to play Bloodborne and it was, well, and that's the other thing. Sorry, state of affairs. Yeah, that's the other thing with a game like that is it's really hard to stop and then get back into it. Yep. If you've taken a long time off. Yeah, it's just got to be. This is what we're playing until you finish it, and then if you set it down, you need to be prepared to deal with the fact that you're just gonna be fucking terrible. Yeah. So, it was funny. Maybe like a month or so ago, I'm talking to one of my friends who I used to bowl with because. There is no, like, social activities anymore, Erica. No. Because people won't get vaccinated. And so we're just in COVID forever, right. pretty much. It's right. never going to end. Yeah. Um, that's just the reality of the world. Yep. But what they're trying to do is break you down to the point where you just, you know, start attending COVID parties just so you can either get it and move on with your life or you find out you're fine. But the funny thing about the, like, oh, well, I got it. I'm okay. But you're not. You're not okay. You're you can get it again, it dumbass. You're that, and you're passing it to other people. Right. When I hear, oh, well, I'm just going to get it, and then it'll be done. It's not the chicken pox, stupid. <laughs> and not only that, you realize you can get the chicken pox again. It's called shingles, and it sucks. Well, and the other thing is, is, you know, just because you didn't have any apparent issues from COVID, you have a lot of people who are getting long-term problems, you know, damage to their lungs and stuff like that. So... I personally wouldn't want to risk it, but, you know, whatever. I can't control what other people do. But, anyways, the point I was trying to make was it's been a long time since I've been bowling in general. But, anyways, I was talking to my one friend from bowling on the phone, and he happened to mention his brother is apparently the savant of buying things online that are in demand. Oh, so. He's like, yeah, I think he's gotten like five Series X's and five PS5's, and he's just selling them to his friends at price, you know? So he's just doing it for fun and then giving them to people at their at the price he bought them for, nice. you know? So Stupid, but nice. Well, I mean, if he enjoys doing it, whatever. So What's what do you what enjoyment are you getting? I just don't kind know. of the thrill just, of the hunt or something? I guess. <laughs> What? I don't know, Erica. I don't know. All, all I can think <laughs> of right now is that scene in The Lost World where they're in the Jeep driving through, and what's his name? It's like Pete Postlethwaite. He, he keep my keep keep for, my feet. Keep I don't feet. need it. I just want to hunt a tyrannosaur, a buck. buck. I have my own reasons. <laughs> my stepfather was a tyrannosaurus rex and abused me. God, that movie's terrible. It's, it's not a good movie. Sorry, Alex. I've never seen it. Yeah, you're you're a better person for it. Although I would I would enjoy you taking the viewing of it and then just hearing your thoughts with with seeing it. You know, twenty years later, there's exactly one good scene in that movie. <laughs> and it involves somebody getting ripped apart and that's that's about it everything else is just like like what happened there are people that like that movie 
I mean, I'm not going to shit on people for what they get enjoyment out of, but they're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. A tyrannosaur. So <laughs> he's telling me this, and I guess he went and... What happened was he went and told his brother that I was looking for a Series X, which I already had a Series X. He just got confused. Right. But so I was like, oh, no, I already have a Series X. What I'm really looking for is a PS5, the digital version that doesn't come with a disk drive because one, it's $100 cheaper. And two, I have no use for the disk drive because I don't need two Blu-ray players. So I don't need one, really, but I certainly don't need two. So, um, he's like, so he's like, oh yeah, I could get that for you. It might take a little bit longer just because the disc drive, the disc list ones are harder to find. I was like, yeah, no rush. Cause I don't really, I don't even have plans to play on it right now. <laughs> like I'm then I, I have other stuff that I'm trying to get through. So, and I can't like, you know, diverge from the path or I never come back to it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I but, feel that. um, so I was in no rush and I told him so, but the other day he's like, oh yeah, I got a PS5 digital. It'll be here on Sunday. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right then. So I was like, cool. So I went and uh, picked that up from him today and I unboxed it and I took a picture for you, Erica, Ooh. because it's of an interesting size. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever really seen a PS5. They're enormous, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a big boy. Fucking gigantic. <laughs> it's a big boy, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not as much of an eyesore as I thought it would be. I mean, it's, like, it's kind of cool looking. It has cool something looking. of an interesting shape and design. But it's but enormous. It is gigantic. Yes. And I really thought to myself, if I ever need to transport this thing, I think I need to keep the box it came in. Because I don't have anything else right. outside of luggage right. that's big <laughs> enough for it. How much is the uh, the digital only version? 400. Okay. So, it's a, yeah, the disc version is 500. Yeah. And a hundred dollars off. I to this is this would be the concern over losing the disc drive. It would be, is Sony going to be ridiculous with their digital store and never discount things? But well, that and I, I, I like to have the physical media these days. I don't know. I know I'm old, but just I, I have this. I own this. I know they what can't you mean. Fuck with this. I know what you mean, but the truth is, is that games don't really work like that anymore because the disc, if you have the disc, the disc is really a CD key for the game. It's just fair. You're downloading the game off their servers. Right. If anything, it just makes it more annoying because you have to have the disc in to play the game right. Right. and it has to spin the disc which drive at some point which is fair which That's makes noise point. right so it, you know the main concern your your concern is definitely for sure noted uh, when it comes to like game preservation but the main concern would really be sony you know whether or not they would discount their games but sony traditionally is like the anti nintendo like nintendo never discounts anything no Stuff uh, is $60 forever. Yes. And the, in a way, that's good because they re, they maintain their value. On the other hand, if you are at the end of a life cycle of a console and you're like, man, I would love to buy a Wii and play this and that and the other, and you realize 
yeah, the console is $100 cheaper than it used to be, but the games are all still 60 Well, that was like um, I had wanted to play Octopath Traveler, and I threw it on uh, a wish list because I was like, oh, wait until it gets discounted because I don't know if I want to spend $60. And yeah, no. Somebody ended up getting it for me for Christmas one year, but I was just like, really? No? Not going down, huh? We're just sticking. We're going to stay. Okay. It's on my wish list. It will live then. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, I don't really have a concern, though. Sony generally pretty aggressively discounts their games. Um, so, yeah, I don't really care. They're not like Ubisoft levels where the game is like half price after a month. It's been a week. But, Discount it. <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. I Like I said, I don't really have... Um, like, I really don't even think I'm going to use it in the near future. But I may, I'll may i probably play at least something after I beat Yakuza 5 because I'm probably about 70% of the way through Yakuza 5, and so I don't want to just, like, drop that for now. Um, but, you know, there's, like, stuff I haven't played that have better versions of the game on the PS5. Like, I didn't play the new God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played Days Gone. I never played Ghosts of Tsushima. I will say um, I did enjoy. I never. I didn't finish it because I don't know if the, we had the baby or something happened. But uh, I was enjoying what I was playing with it. So of what God of War. Okay. Yeah. Dad of War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was enjoyable. And it, yeah, that has like a sixty FPS version on the PS Five. So Ooh, okay. that's cool. Good to know. And uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, you know, it's like there are things I want to play, and I really just wanted it for Horizon Two. And I know Bob will be happy I have it when Horizon 2 comes out. And he's going to end up getting one. Uh, I mean, if Bob wants to... If Bob wants to take the PS5 from me the day Horizon 2 comes out, he can have it. Yeah. Now, he's going to have to beat that game fast because I want to play it. <laughs> well, I like, will say like, if the like, last him, one was any indication... Yeah. Like when oh, Bob, and I know he can do it, Erica. Yeah, it's doable. Like that game grabbed you. You yeah. had it finished in like a weekend. It was impressive. Oh yeah, I, it was like I, I remember I had like gone to bed and then I woke up and I was like, "Did, did he Bob? just not come to bed?" And he was still downstairs playing. And I was like, "Wow, that, that hasn't happened to you in a while." That's yeah, it's more of an Erica move. It's gonna be like, "All right, Bob, you can have this PS5. We got a week, but." Right. I'm going to be looking at the fucking clock here, buddy. <laughs> TikTok, friend. All right. What are you so... doing on Xbox? You should be playing that PS5. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here, man. Um, but yeah. Know, once everything settles, I do want to... I will get to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, and you don't. You could play that on your PS... You don't need a PS5 to play that. The PS5 version runs at a higher frame rate. Um, yeah. And they cleaned up like some textures and stuff like that because there were some doors that were like super weirdly terrible stuff like that but i'm sure it still looks it's game fine looks great. On the yeah the game looks 4, great right. on the ps4 um no and i can't i can't not play it you have to that was a very formative game for for young erica so hey i have a topic of conversation related to gaming okay now he's gonna transition this into running just wait what's the most money you think you would spend on a copy of Super Mario 64? Not 1.5 <laughs> million or whatever the fuck yeah. somebody bought for it in that preserved case. 
like a fucking dummy. When you see stuff like that, aren't you so mad? I'm like, there are people literally dying on the street from starvation, and this is what you're spending your money on? Oh, no, Erica. You're a monster. Don't get me wrong. I don't care about those homeless people. I'm talking about... <laughs> Nobody does. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I'm I kidding. Know. But, I know. Um, I'm just talking about, damn, I wish I could go back in time and just take a shrink-wrapped copy and of this And sell game it to a rube and 25 years later. And just store it in a vault. Yeah. Why? Like, you realize, like, you can get that game anywhere. You could go to any garage sale in America over a summer and probably find a copy of Super Mario 64 for like 50 cents. And it'll play just fine. But it's not the... It's not, They're not playing it. It's not about that. No, it's about... I know, but it's just... It's, 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 it's so fucking stupid to me. Well, and I was reading something today. There's a, just a lot of confusion in the collector market about it, too. Like, people pay... Uh, astronomical sums of money for collector's items all the time. But like Action Comics number one, I understand that. There's not a lot of those left. Like, I get that. Well, what was particularly weird about this one I was reading is that, you know, this is... The the price like doubled over like one year, right? Or something like that. Oh, it's more than that. Like, they were saying... Like for what that guy bought, like they would have expected something like around thirty-eight thousand. Oh, okay. Like, so but yeah, that's a little bit more than double. You know, they had that Zelda game that sold for a hundred some thousand dollars, and but wasn't it like there was something different about it though? Wasn't it like a special version? It, yeah, wasn't it, this it, it just was like it, a, an well, unopened version. It wasn't. Of... It, I think it was an early run. But even taking all that into consideration and knowing what's out on the market, it was way it just sold for way more than anyone would have expected um and what what's bizarre is that the game collecting market has shit has changed so it used to be for a very long time people who were collecting games generally were looking to complete uh build complete sets of series or franchises and but they wanted to play these games like well like there was a time where i was like there were certain games from like the playstation that i was looking for that i was like oh i could but but i want to play it i'm not going to set it on a shelf it's like i'm looking for it because i actively want to play it so you know like sure uh i forget i think it was chrono trigger there used to be a people play games uh was a store on uh, belmont and clark in the city and they had a copy of chrono trigger but it was like and it was an original copy, and it was in the box. Uh, I don't know if it was unopened or not, but they had, like, the manual and shit, and I think they were selling it for, like, $100, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to buy that. Like, I can, f- I can, in theory, find a cartridge that's just on its own, or, I mean, they, they uh, re-released it on the PlayStation. I think they ultimately re-released it on the DS, so it's like, would I like to originally play it on its original SNES? Sure, that'd be pretty cool, but I'm not going to spend that kind of money for it right yeah i don't know if i'm weird when it comes to playing old games but you know in theory how many six okay in theory i would like to play you know an snes game on an snes controller but I don't really mind if I'm playing it on, say, an Xbox controller. It's not a deal breaker by any stretch, right? Because I'd rather play 
especially certain games, I'd rather have like the higher resolution and frame rate of an emulator versus, you know, plugging a cartridge into my own SNES and having the perfect like one-to-one old experience and having to deal with all the downfalls of that. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't really... Yeah. And I just come back to... Like that's what you're 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 spending your fucking money on. Like, it is buy a vacation home, idiots. No. But these people have just so much money, and I don't know who bought it. Maybe it's some idiot who's been saving forever. But I mean, it's it's all I can think of is that episode of Mythic Quest, where um, which we are very behind on. Yes, uh, where Danny Putty's character. Um, is like he's selling the DLC and he sells the thing for like a million dollars and he's so depressed because it was so easy but then at the end of the episode he realizes oh no I got somebody who this was their life savings <laughs> and it's like it, it fuels him <laughs> we need to watch the, the rest of uh, this season because I think it's it's either over or it's just about to be over because Ted Lasso is starting back up which is a delightful show I haven't watched. It. I love it. It's I also have only watched the first episode or first season of Mythic Quest, so I'm behind as well. We watched the first couple episodes of the second season, and then it just kind of shit started getting nuts, so we kind of fell off. But we'll have to sit and just binge it when we're uh, packing. Erica, I'm making Bob so jealous lately. Yeah. Do you know why? <sighs> I mean, there was the PlayStation 5 of it all. Nah, he doesn't care about that. You don't care about the PS5, do you? No, he doesn't give a shit. I don't know that I'd buy that. Give you one more guess. Um, going somewhere? No, no, no. No, 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 no. That would make him the most jealous, but no. And it was a bad guess because you don't go anywhere, so. You know. Zing. And now who's sideswiping who, Erica? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I've been playing through the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, you game. did mention that, yes. Yes. Bob is none too pleased. Is it on Game Pass yet or no? No, it's that, it that legendary edition they put out with the enhancements. Ah. It's not on Game Pass, but I have it. Gotcha. Um, so I just finished playing through Mass Effect 1. Yeah. Still a great game. The... <clears throat> It's shorter than I remember it being. It's actually not a very long game. Like, you can do absolutely everything if you know what you're doing in, like, less than 30 hours. But you know what you're doing. So that's probably contributing. Like, even though you haven't played it in a while, you know. Sure. You know what to do. Yeah. That's a part of it for sure. But it is a shorter game than I remember it being. And also, the... Mako is still the worst pure suffering yeah i'm actually mad when they did this legendary edition that they didn't do more to address it because they said they did but they didn't oh ea lied well (gasps) they said they made enhancements and i don't know what they did exactly i know the one thing they did is that the gun actually shoots where you aim it now so that is nice that's fun yeah that is nice because it used to not shoot where you aimed it at all but uh 
some of the planets are just like really like spiky and mountainy and that thing cannot go up any sort of terrain like the i like the idea that someone built a, a vehicle for driving in weird conditions in space and it can't climb anything more than like a 45 degree incline Oh, I, re- I remember, like, playing that game originally and just being like, no, fuck you, I'm getting up. Th- I don't care how long it takes me, I'm getting up this fucking do you, mountain. Do you have any concept of how steep 45 degrees really is? Yes. I know about mountains. My name's Bob. Me. Yes, I know how steep 45 degrees is. Why have, are you you ever, looking? have you ever climbed something that's 45 degrees? Am I a vehicle that comes off of a fucking <laughs> spacecraft that can has a stealth mode a and can travel vehicle. across a the universe? fantasy vehicle. <laughs> I'm just, Do you have any idea? <laughs> I'm just saying 45 degrees Fuck is off. steep. You know. Do you have any idea? You know. I know the ship you're in can travel across the universe in mere moments, but the but vehicle that comes out of it should adhere to realistic properties. <laughs> no, I, I distinctly remember. If, yes, Erica. I know he knows what 45 degrees is like because that's the incline he was on the first time the bad knee gave out. In the bathtub. <laughs> Cause you're in your thirties. You're, you're in the best. The abuse that I'm taking <laughs> on this podcast—it's warranted. You brought this on yourself this time, Bob. To be fair, I just want to talk about Mass Effect and how shitty the Mako was, and you did this to yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. You know, those Mako designers did the best they could with what they had. <laughs> yeah, I, I have distinct memories of just being like, just on like the, the the stick and just being like, motherfucker, motherfucker, we're getting up this hill. Yeah. I bush re- all up in this piece. I really feel like all they needed to do to address how painful this son of a bitch is is just make it where if you're going up something, it can always go up even if it happens very slowly. Yeah. Because when you have to, like, maneuver right to the little bit, maneuver left a little bit, oh, a little bit more to the right, oh, a little bit more to the right, okay, now I can go over this hill. It just makes you want to die. <laughs> Correct. I mean, I do that in, like, the Fallout games, too. Like, you'd be running up something, they're like, nah, you can't. I'm like, oh, yes, I can, motherfucker. I'll get up this hill, don't you worry. Well, there are some games where it's fun to figure out what you might view as, like, a shortcut, like, something you weren't supposed to do. Right, right? how can I break this to make this a little more fun? That's not what this is. This this vehicle is is supposed to be able to climb a fucking hill. It's an all-terrain vehicle, and if you have a slight incline, it's like, nah. It's like, oh, this incline is suddenly 50 degrees. <laughs> Call the ship to pick me up. We're stuck. Oh, <laughs> Mass Effect. But anyways, other than the Mako, still a great game. 
It is. So what they did was to make it possible to basically hit the level cap in one playthrough, because obviously I think most people, especially if you're playing for the first time, you're just going to go from one to two to three. You're not going to like, you know, like if you would have originally had Mass Effect 1 when it came out, Mm -hmm. if you really loved it, you probably would have played it more than once. So the idea that you couldn't hit the level cap in one playthrough doesn't really matter. But for this game, I think they wanted you to be able to hit the level cap in one playthrough. So essentially what they did was they squished it down. And instead of you leveling to 60, you leveled to 30. Oh, and you, wow. instead of getting <clears throat> one skill point each time, you get two. Oh, okay. Um, but what that kind of leads to, I guess unintentionally, is the game ends up being a lot easier well, than it would have been. Because yeah. you're getting the skills and armor and weapons faster than you would have in the original game. Interesting. Yeah, so that that is one of the things is that like Mass Effect 1 is like a complete cakewalk. Like you could just straight up shut off your brain and you can't even lose a fight. Like it's almost impossible to die. You have to like actively try to die. The only way to really die is to go up to like a Thresher Maw and be like, hey, can you melee me? Because that's always a one-shot kill no matter what you do. I am um, looking forward to uh, once that comes on Game Pass to poking the head in and, and revisiting because yeah. I, I think everybody has the, fond memories of those games. Yeah, they at least definitely, until the end of the third one. <laughs> Shh. They definitely cleaned up the... Uh, the graphics too like you know the textures on a lot of the armor and stuff like that you can see like they kept the aesthetic but they added detail nice so a lot of that stuff looks better the one thing that's weird is before the game came out i remember them saying they were going to make the morality choices easier but Oddly, I don't feel like that happened. Like easier to get to, meaning like how many skill points you. Would oh, need I to, see. I got. Oh, okay. Like you know, I gotcha, like I gotcha, to I gotcha. you know, like if you were going like renegade, you would need a certain amount of the intimidate to skill certain, to yeah. hit those certain like red. I thought you meant it was like it being like, oh, it's easier to tell which is which. And it's like it was really no. fucking no, obvious. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So they said they were gonna make that easier, but when I was playing through, oddly, I felt like they must have made it harder because I've played that game like a lot of times Mm -hmm. and I know like when you naturally get to things you should generally if you're going all Paragon or all Renegade you should have the skill necessary to use those like the charm or intimidate options yeah Yeah, when you get to it naturally Mm -hmm. but there was like, like Bob, you remember Novaria? You can go yeah. there like really early in the game. Right. You can go there like right after you get off the Citadel for the first time. Right. And in Novaria on the bar before you leave, there's like a guy there and you can talk to him and like you can go through like four or five different Paragon or Renegade options to get through his conversation in the best way possible. Well, when I first got there, Like, I had to keep leaving the conversation because I didn't have enough of the skill to trigger the options. Interesting. So, I had to go back, and I literally did not have enough skill to completely do this conversation, full renegade, like, intimidate options, until I had maxed out the intimidate skill. Hmm. That's weird. And I, maybe it was like that before, but I don't think so. Yeah, (laughs) that's odd. 
It was very strange. Um, I do have a friend who's playing through it for the first time, and mm -hmm. she's having a blast. As she should. She said she's uh, still on the Citadel, though, because one, she has a two-year-old, and two, she's like, I have to do everything. That's me, too. And I have like, to do everything. Yeah, that shit's going to take you a while. <laughs> you, can't, you can't miss anything. So the other funny thing was um, I did Renegade because, and I I'll, I like doing both. It doesn't bother me either way. But I did Renegade because I asked uh, my friend, she's been watching me play it, and I was like, well, what do you want? Do you want me to do Renegade or Paragon? And she's like, ooh, be, do Renegade. Be the bad girl. And first she wanted me to be the guy, and I was like, no, absolutely no, we're not. not. Doing that's that. off the table. No, or this is just not a thing that's going to That's happen. off the table. Yep. <laughs> You're not allowed. You don't even Negative. have Negative. You don't get an opinion on this part. We're picking, we're picking no, you don't, you female done, like, shepherd. Okay, yeah, sure. The first conversation she would have been like, no. Nah. <laughs> Because I remember, I was like, "Let me see, let me let me try." Because I always yeah, play, I, I always trying. play the girl, and I tried it my second playthrough, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, that was the ice." Okay, it's a ghost in the uh, garbage can. Yeah. yeah, don't mention it. Yeah, don't bring it up. Don't think don't it. Don't say it. it. There's something in there. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so what was funny was I'm going through the game and I'm asking her like, oh, you know, you get to like this pivotal moment. Oh, what do you want me to do? Oh, uh, you know, save the people on Pharos. Okay, what do you want me to do here? Uh, it was like always like do the good guy thing, like good guy it's thing, like, good no, guy. No, we're thing. we're playing Renegade, man. You're killing me. So who'd she save, Ashley or Caden? Uh, Caden. That's God, who you good. saved? Yeah, I liked Caden. Oh, man. My first playthrough of all the games. That was my man. The space racist is so much more interesting. I didn't like Ashley. Yeah, and I also God. did the Caden romance for her, even though the only true right way to play is to fuck the hot blue alien. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Bob, that's, that's an opinion. Bob, you're talking to the microphone. It's an audio show. Um... You're right. It is an audio show. Um, well, yeah, you got to fuck that blue alien. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never did that. but. Well, to each their own. To you each their own. We're just objectively wrong. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so anyway, I romanced Caden in the first game over object, you know, over my own objective <laughs> objections. but And I had to save him instead of the space racist. By the way, Caden, not exactly a saint either. Oh, definitely did not. Did murder not. his teacher in school. Eh. You know, so. That makes for an angsty boy, though. Yeah, Erica yeah. loves herself some angsty boys. Oh, a little edgy. Mm. Who doesn't love an angsty boy? Angsty boys are great. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Anyways, Bob. Deeply jealous that I'm playing Mass Effect 1. You're not playing Mass Effect 1 anymore. Well, you're I playing. finished it. Now I'm playing Mass Effect 2. Yes. So now you're even more jealous. I would think that it'd be out on uh, Game Pass soon, no? No, it'll probably be like another five or six months, would yeah. be my guess. Uh, all right, well. Well, see, I'm jealous that you have time to play it. Mm. Um, that's for sure. Let's now, not act like you're not going to poke the head in when it's finally on Game Pass. I mean... Let's not act like that's not a thing that's going to happen, Bob. Maybe. Now, Bob. Okay. When Horizon 2 comes out, yes, and you've stolen my PlayStation 5 from me, mm -hmm. you're going to carve out time to grind this game, right? 
Yeah. Like it isn't gonna be like, oh, I'll get it back to you in a month. See, see, here's, here's the, here's the thing with Horizon. Uh huh. And, and this is, it it'll be new story. And unless like they ruin it, which is always a possibility, but I don't think they will. Um, you know, with Horizon, what grabbed me with Horizon was like. There was, the, I thought the pacing of the major story points was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was at a level where it was like it was like you always felt like, oh, I just got to go a little longer and I'll get another crumble of the main story. And it was in, you know, it's just like so it kind of just pulled me in. If they if if they do so if if they maintain that story, um. That story, you'll be up all night. Yeah, night. it'll it'll be a couple of days, and I'll be done. And hopefully by then, you'll be in your new like theater room, man cave basement. Yes. You know, there's a rollable LG TV now that comes out of like a box and it's it true. rolls out. Yeah. And it's the same quality as their other OLEDs, except it rolls. Yep. And it's only like 50 times as expensive, Erica. Well, that's it. It's pretty reasonably, that's priced, reasonably priced. Considering it rolls out it of a rolls. box. It rolls. It mm. rolls. Do you have a TV that rolls? I don't. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> um,. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to Horizon. See, but the the thing with the thing with Mass Effect and going back and playing it again, as much as I want to, is that I have played through that those games so many times, and I know there's still more that I you can dig up. You can do things slightly differently, get different lines. Of that. I think I read somewhere once. Bioware keeps statistics on this. They had somebody who had played through it like 28 times. And this was years ago, so God knows that person's probably played through more. Um, I would think so, if you've already played 28 times. Why not? Why not go for 50? Yeah. Don't do any spoilers if you're about to say spoilers. I'm not going to say spoilers, but, um, you know, I've gone through it so many times now, it's like it's hard to justify the time commitment to go back and, like, really play it again Mm. because i'm when it comes to mass effect i'm not always a completionist but there are certain when when i do get those games that really grab me it's like no i have to do every last fucking thing um in fact the only thing i haven't done in horizon is the new game plus otherwise i'd have the platinum Mm. you know bob i did that yep color me skeptical yeah Mm. i i have to tell you while you were giving that whole speech Erica was looking at me, and her eyes had disbelief in them. <laughs> Color me skeptical. You're going to play it. You know you're going to play it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just... You don't... may not, like, dive in and be a maniac about it like you normally are, but you're going to play it. Uh, again, Erica, as we've covered before, if Bob's going to do it, he's going to go full bore. going to do it. Well, there's no, it, there's no half-ass. I just... I just don't know when I'm going to squeeze it in because as um, we've discussed before, um, I'm I'm training for Chicago. That'll go through October. Then I might be doing Disney. That'll go through January. 
Then I really would like to climb Mount Baker next year. So I'll be training for that at some point. Um, and I'll probably do another run next year unless I get through one marathon and I just hate it and then I don't want to do it again. So really, I just, it is nonstop training. Erica, have you been creating a list of like things you want for every trip he takes? Yes. Yeah, there's a list. <laughs> there's. <laughs> Again, Bob, the look in the eyes as you described all of that. Well, I, I mean, climbing a mountain, it, there's a certain amount the... of danger, and we have, you know, uh, a baby. So yeah. it's, there's that, you know, yeah. but whatevs. Well, you know. It's cool. The best time to start doing things where your life is in danger, Erica, is, is when you have, a kid. you have a child. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard that. I've yeah. got. I've heard that too. That's definitely <laughs> something that they say in the parenting books. Yeah, I've got. You know an what? Awesome, you should buy a motorcycle, Bob. I've got an awesome. <laughs> start idea. bungee jumping. Just take that up. Awesome yeah. idea for skydiving. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna open an adventure tourism business. I'm gonna call it. Middle-aged dads with a death wish. That's a bit much. Like, <laughs> death wish adventures, better name. Shorter, more concise. Yeah. Yeah. DWA. Get you to the point faster. You're mm. welcome, Bob. Yeah. If, if you take that name and you run with it, I would just like 1% of the profits. If it fails miserably, though, I'm not taking on the debt. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, how could I... Uh argue with that mm. hey, i did just come up with a name yeah it's on the podcast hey christoph he's got kids he's fine who is this a peloton trainer no <laughs> no it's not i just assumed it was it's a mediocre amateur guy hmm. mm-hmm. my close personal friend christoph mm-hmm. yep um yep yep, yep. Well, is this feeling awkward for you, Alex? I think we might have to end the podcast. Alex doesn't like it when uh, when uh, Bob and Erica uh, fight. So yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I have like a twenty minute drive home to uh, <laughs> not be here. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. What were we talking about? Um, we were talking about we were talking the about podcast. Mass yeah. yeah, that's what we were talking about. Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and how you um, don't have time. So yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, Bob. If I could make a suggestion, when you have more space and everything, once you've bought your um, McMansion, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you should do is just put the Peloton in front of the TV, and then you could multitask. I mean, that was going to be you could suggestion. ride the bike while playing video games. You could exercise your mind while you exercise your body. Mm, I mean, now I it's know. A fair point. I I know that would take you away from the porn star trainers on the Peloton. <laughs> so there is a downside. What I need, here's, Alex, here's a great business opportunity. Create a customizable handlebar for bike trainers that's an Xbox controller too. So mm-hmm. you don't have to hold a controller separate from the handlebars. That seems like a real niche market, I have to tell you. Yeah, but you could charge these people anything you want. But that's assuming you could come up with the funds to develop it in the first place. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, well, it's pretty bad. But it's not that bad. 
anyways, uh, it's been real good being here. <laughs> uh, not in your home. <laughs> Maybe next podcast we could go one where Erica doesn't want to kill you at the end. Nah, that's not fun. And uh, I need the insurance. I can't kill him. Good luck. <laughs> good, good luck on uh, Death Wish Adventures up on the mountain mm-hmm. where I'm certain nothing bad will ever possibly happen. Wait, wait, it's not that dangerous. That's those are definitely the famous last words. Yep. Yep. No, no, it could possibly go wrong. And then I you're dead. I didn't say nothing could ever go wrong. I just think it's it's within a you're with you're with experienced mountain guides. Oh, those people never die. Who know? <laughs> Who know? Yeah, it? I didn't read into thin air. That all turned out <laughs> excellent. I, Everything went great for those people. I'm not talking about going to the summit of Everest. I'm talking about Mount Baker is at 10,700 feet. I've skied above that before. You know, Erica, that's 10,700 feet higher than I'm willing to go. Yeah, same. You're at 700 feet right now. Your point. He thinks he's, he's got you there. <laughs> See, the problem is, Bob, is no matter what you say right now, you're the loser because she already wants to kill you. So there's really... Like I said, no I can't do to... that because, again, our daughter needs insurance. That's true. So, like, so... preferably the mountain would kill him. Mm-hmm. Once the insurance is really good. Maybe he'll wait to die until you guys are, like, <laughs> filthy rich. Like, you'll miss him. But at least you'll have money. <laughs> Erica's, Erica's having a hard time right now. She's laughing. She's taking off God. the glasses. Now she's crying. These are actually this is actually tired laughter is what it is. If I could just narrate, it, narrate it, yes. it. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to die. Mm. <laughs> could have fooled me. I mean, your effort in one direction or the other doesn't really change the end result if it happens. (laughs) Look. You're not helping me. I don't think I'm trying to. Look, I I just think it is a little odd to take up all the death wish activities after you have a child. Well, I've finally gotten in shape. Yeah. Yeah. So I can do the more strenuous activities now. Oh, they're strenuous, Erica. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Yep. It's all right. She'll be three. It'll be fine. Something happens. Maybe you could like both go together up Mountain ba- Mount Baker. No. And then she'll have no parents. <laughs> oh, there you go. That'll be great. All right. I mean, you might as well get all the pain and suffering out of the way in one fell swoop. Well, she'll be young, so she won't remember that much. That's right. Oh, so it'll Jesus be fine. Right. <laughs> it'll be okay. Nothing happened in Alaska. I went to Alaska and I was fine. Can I tell you about how there was like a, a like I thought he was going to call me by like three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was about an hour, this. hour and a half. How'd you feel, Erica? Oh, great. It was great. It was wonderful. Because my mind was just like, I know you keep saying we're not going to do this. But we're going to do this. And each each iteration of minutes that went by, five minutes, ten minutes, fifty, my brain was like, 
You know he got ate by a bear, right? You know he's dead, right? He's dead on the side of the road. No one's going to find him. Or he's seriously injured, and no one's going to find him, and he's going to die in the wilderness alone. It's going to be great. Just the mind, just doing that over and over. It was great. It was a real good time. It was wonderful. It's a good thing you didn't marry a police officer. I would never marry a police officer. (laughs) Take of that statement what you will <laughs> although i think it was clear what you meant i <laughs> there wasn't much subtext there <laughs> no. all text baby i just need to get here's what i just need to do oh my god is i need to get the the satellite text message device that way so i can text you on the side of the mountain hey. while i'm dying from exposure hey, erica it's been real love you <laughs> I'll never forget you. The bear's got my leg. It's all over. Give Izzy a kiss goodbye for me. Goodbye. Deuces. Tell Izzy I love her. Oh, God. There's no light. They're back. They said there'd be a light. Man, this better be a a freaking baller house we move into because I'm not going to be allowed to go anywhere. Wrap me in bubbles. Okay, we actually do have to end the podcast now. Yeah, we actually do have to end the podcast. You know, the funny thing, Erica, is every time, like, I the other day, I brought up, hey, you know, if you guys aren't busy, if you want to do the podcast, let me know. And he's like, well, what are we going to talk about? Do you have anything? It's like I could do two hours easy every time. That's what I never understood. Like, I could literally talk about nothing. Like nothing. We could talk about nothing for two hours. Yeah, no problem. Be very easy to do. I'm always offended when he acts like we're not good at this. It's offensive. You know. It's like, I talk, you read fanfic, he plays his video games on his phone, and it always comes out great. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I didn't actually even play video games on my phone tonight. Yeah, you played a little bit. No, no, no. I was looking stuff up. Eh, I saw the game on your screen, Bob. Maybe for a second. Okay, he's come around now. <laughs> yeah. Because you've worry. got... Right, right. There's not that much of a chance he'll die on Mount Baker, Erica. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, great being here. Wow, I had a great time. You know, this Hug podcast me. is just turning into shit on Bob. When the is it? No, hold on a second. I was going to say turning into. Hold on a second. That's what it's been from the start. Or no, no, think, you know what I think like, like, turned or whatever is when you fucked up and you didn't record that really great one that we did. Mm-hmm. And then it became shit on Bob the podcast. But, was, but it was through your own fault. That was the best episode we ever did. Ever. <laughs> like he, he says that. It was re- it was a really good episode. We'll like never... we, we had good repartee, we were talking good topics, and then we look over halfway through. <laughs> oh, it's not recording. Awesome. We're never gonna have that podcast back. We're never gonna get chase that. We're chasing it. We're just chasing that glory, man. The well, dragon. and you notice we always have technical problems with our really good podcast. There was the one that we couldn't, you couldn't get edited. Because it just wouldn't come together. The timings just wouldn't line up. Wasn't that... That was on the computer. Yeah, that wasn't in person, though. No, that wasn't in person. The, no. The last one that we did online, and you were like, yeah. okay, fuck this. But we'll I thought wait. it was a good conversation, We just, but the, the audio was shit. Well, yes. anytime, even if it's a bad conversation and the audio doesn't come out, it's infuriating. I shit on that Mortal Kombat movie for at least an hour. It was great. Oh, that was such oh, a Oh, was that movie. that one? <sighs> yeah, so we've actually... Seven. Okay. We've actually <laughs> lost two podcasts to technical difficulties. Very frustrating. But I guess that's not 
too bad of a ratio when you've done like 75 or whatever oh we have done a lot yeah definitely even with after the movie i think we only ever lost um i think it was our original wonder woman uh episode that Mm -hmm. got fucked up or it was corrupted and well that was infuriating that's okay that movie got lost in its last third anyway yeah (laughs) do you want me to let you end the podcast now if you're done I guess. I mean, we should probably end it while Erica's been distracted from the massive hole you've dug yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm not distracted. <laughs> I have a list. Erica remembers. The, I the want, North remembers. Erica remembers. I want her to do things. What are you too. referencing? What show is that? It doesn't exist anymore. It's mm. been erased from the collective conscious. Yeah, I've, we have whispers in our minds. Though I did have a friend who was like, "Oh, you know, they they talk. They were starting to film the prequel," and I was like, "Who could possibly care?" Why do you I care? don't give a shit. Who could possibly care? Who? Like, no. Full stop, no. After what they did, no. I don't give two Absolutely fucks. not. Get if the I fuck hear, out of here. If the series, if whatever series they do that's connected to those books ends and I hear it's amazing, I may watch it. No, even I'm then. I'm not no. watching it in real time, All though. goodwill is gone. It's gone. I'm done. You're done. What happens first, Erica? As a as a finish to this podcast, does George R. R. Martin finish his books <laughs> or does Bob die? See, I knew it was coming. <laughs> but it still worked. But it still worked. It still popped me. Well, I, I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> on that note, hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.